0: Hello and welcome to Unity Thursday, the podcast for women in business, created by women in business. We are your hosts, Emily Thompson and Sophie Will.
1: We know what it's like to spend your day surrounded by people who don't look like we do, speak like we do or think like we do. Here on Unity Thursday, we bring together women
0: like us. We ask our guests to share with us their story and discuss books and podcasts that they've enjoyed. Join the community wherever you get your podcasts. Just a quick
1: disclaimer, this isn't a get-rich-quick plan and we can't make you good at your job. Sorry, not sorry.
0: Before we get into it, how's your week been, Sophie? It's
1: been good, minus the strikes, obviously affecting people getting to the office. But my highlight was I went to go see Lizzo yesterday in concert. Was she incredible? Of course, she was so incredible. My main point was, boss up and change your life.
0: Oh, (laughs) is that your takeaway?
1: That is my takeaway. Yes.
0: Okay. She she was
1: incredible. She, I don't yeah. know
0: anything about Lizzo. That's um, not dramatizing. The look o- the look on your face it's like I've just punched you.
1: How can you not know about Lizzo? That's that's quite disheartening actually. So tell me what I need to know. She is full on woman empowerment. Um, boss woman who is all about motivating you and. You know what? I've never been to a concert like it where she's just got quotes up on up on the screen telling you, you know, you you are enough. Be who you are. and If people don't like it, then that, that's on them. It's not on you. She's just an incredible woman. I would highly suggest looking her up and listening to her music because it's a good and motivational soundtrack to have on your way to work. Mm. Gets you What's, in the mood. If anyone is like Emily and doesn't know Lizzo. Get on it because you're way behind. Sorry. Um, yes. How was your week?
0: Um, it's been good, but I, I had a slightly less exciting evening, but I quite enjoyed it. So I decided to surprise my boyfriend last night by, um, sword making? No, last night we made candles.
1: (laughs) I feel like our evenings last night says a lot about the type of people that we are.
0: (laughs) Also, I am only 36, but it was quite a fun activity. So how do you make candles? Well, basically, have you ever melted chocolate for, like, cupcakes or anything? Yeah. You basically put wax in a pot and boil it the same way. And then you just mix in some scent and pour it into a jar. So Mm. after about 10 minutes, the activity was over. Oh. And you just repeat? You just kept repeating
1: that? Or you just did it once and...
0: Well, the thing that took the longest was melting the wax. Mm. And then after it was done, I didn't really realise how much it would... Smaller, so the volume of <laughs> what I put in, it just like melted into a liquid, and there was almost nothing of it. So then we end, ended up having to do it twice. Right. This question. This is going to go out after Mother's Day, so it's fine. But um also, I'm not sure my mum knows how to listen to podcasts. <laughs> but we we were making a candle for my mum on Mother's Day. Oh.
1: I was gonna say this will say a lot about you. What scent you opted for, but was it more a scent that you thought your mum would like as opposed to what you
0: liked? Yeah. So and that was a uh, sort of, I think it's called something like Arabian Nights. Oh, it's like a musky, not too not too floral, kind of a nice home smell. Lovely. So
1: if anyone wants advice on a uh, candle making or what scents to uh, <laughs> opt for, then Emily is your girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, as long as you want the the worst candle you've ever seen <laughs> at the outcome. But yeah. your mum loves you either way, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> She's going to love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Today, our guest is the incredible Juliet Linehan, founder and CEO of The Digital Voice, an official member of the Forbes Agency Council, an advisor and founding member of UK SAFC, and has over 25 years experience in media and advertising. Thank you so much for joining us today, Julia. Did
2: I cover it all? That's uh, Do you know what? It sounds really <laughs> impressive. I don't know how I fitted it all in. I love her. Thank you very much. One really kind welcome. So could you um, maybe
0: kick off by telling us a little bit about your career and the role that you're doing now? Of course, yeah.
2: I mean, it's a... Uh... It's, as you say, it's nearly 20, over 25 years. And I think it was actually shockingly back in 1995 that I started my career. And weirdly, I always wanted to work in the following roles. I wanted to be either a copywriter, a journalist, an actress, or a radio presenter. By weirdly, full circle to right now, I'm doing all of those elements. But circling back 28 years ago this year, I started work at Dennis Publishing, was on the sales side. And I did one year on the magazines before Dennis Interactive was launched. So this is really early days of digital advertising, and I was part of that team. And I've since spent all that time just really in digital advertising, lots of different sides of the fence, from the agencies to the trade associations, uh, a lot of the newspapers, associated newspapers, mirror newspapers, uh, love all of that, and have been part of this industry in many with many different hats. And then 11 years ago this year, I set up the digital voice. Um, It was just me to start with, and it was a case of what I wanted to do was actually, I was a mum, and I'd been very lucky in that I'd always said I was going to work three and a half days a week with my children. And I stepped down from being head of digital at the mirror newspapers because that role needed five days. Uh, so 11 years ago, I then set up the digital voice and it came from a place of actually saying I want to work three and a half days a week. Uh, that's what's important for me and for my family. And at the time, there, there are lots of roles that you can do. But a lot of the very the, the roles like when I was head of digital at the mirror, it required five days a week. And I chose and wanted to do that three and a half days in my family, three and a half days in my career. And I always say to people, always start your own company with the power of three. Have three clients that buy into it. Have three customers that want to to consume whatever you're you're selling. And I had three clients that said, we'd love you to be the voice, as I was then. Um, The voice through on stage, in paper, in print through events and represent them really be their communications expert and that's how it was founded and it was then me for about seven years just me with lots of amazing clients and then I decided about three three and a half four years ago hey I stopped drinking so I suddenly had bucket loads of energy <laughs> that's another story and I then said them have built and built up the team and it's incredible now we have 28 and amazing experts at the digital voice and we take care of 15 ad tech b2b clients that that's it in incredible. a nutshell
1: <laughs> oh my goodness thank you oh well the main point for me sticking out that i'm also a mum and obviously you said there that you stepped down from a certain hmm. role to have that flexibility, how did that make you feel?
2: When I was at the Mirror, it was uh, I took on the role and it was an incredible role. And we were launching the, did, um, we were responsible for. And my team was responsible for all of the Mirror newspaper's digital titles, and it was great. And we built it up. And I then was pregnant, got pregnant with my first, my first child, my son. He just turned seventeen yesterday. Went on six months maternity leave, came back three months pregnant with my daughter, Amy, who's 16. So there's only a year gap. Oh, how so, lovely. They're so, so close. They're so wonderful. And at the first maternity, I didn't replace myself. Um, I actually sort of partly worked through it. We managed our way through it. We knew I was going to take six months. I had a, a really strong team. But the second time Amazing. with two children, I put it to them and said, I know this team of 25 in this business needs a five day a week person. So I actually found the incredible Paul Hood to take my job. It sounds very odd. And I almost made myself redundant and put that on the table because there are times when you, you, I wasn't going to, it wasn't a case. I did say if there's another role that can be done, there wasn't. Um, Not certainly for what I wanted. And I think sometimes you have to, I looked at the bigger picture, which was this incredible team I built up and I wanted them to have the best leader and the best leader was Paul Hood five days a week. And that's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, I put in all that groundwork in my however many years, 14 years before that to build up a successful career. And to build up that knowledge and be huge and be a big part of the industry, which meant I could actually go and say to other companies, look, you've got me three and a half days a week, but that means you pay less for for vast amounts of experience. That was that was always yeah. the angle I took.
1: Oh my God. That's incredible though, for you to angle
0: actually to, yeah. to take as well.
1: To step back mm. and accept that I'm yeah. not the best person for this role. That is such an incredible thing to do. And not many people would do that. No. I think
2: very empowering to look at yeah. it that way though. I think it's It's sometimes not fair to ask a company to say, I, to ask a company and say I want to stay on in x role and I, but I only want to do it for x number of days when that role in itself cannot be done and I'll give another example. I, I did a, a very good friend of mine and the co-founder of one of the co-founders of Digital Leading Ladies, Maria Cabri, I did her maternity cover and she was managing director And But I could only do three days a week, again, for the same reasons. And when she came back, A, we were so desperate to have her back. But I said to her, it couldn't be done. It couldn't be done as well. I was certainly, I was dropping, there was more balls were dropped. It required her. It probably required her because she's amazing as well. But it also needed that five days. And sometimes we have to accept that. What we can do, though, so we may not be able to control that. What we can control is the fact of saying, well, that's not the job for me. Let me go and create an opportunity, that is, or let me go into a company that they can either they create or I like. I personally like to define it myself. I'll go and make it and say to them, you need this. Mm. That's always the way we resolve it. There's always a way.
1: Yeah, and that is exactly what you did. And so is that how you would say the digital voice is born? And you also said that you are all full-time working from home, Did that come about because you are a mum and you had that flexibility?
2: Yeah, it partly did. I mean, for a few years, some of our clients did love us to be, they did want me to be in their office physically. Um, And that used to be quite, you know, so I I live in Kent and it's now and 40 minutes into London each way. So you're adding on in almost four hours to your journey. I'm an early bird as well. So I choose... I like to get up around 5 a.m. I'm one of those <laughs> insane people. I can't help it. I've just always been a really early band. So for me, it just didn't sit well to be, I don't want to be, have to do nine to five because after three o'clock, four, three, four o'clock, I'm terrible. So mm. that's another reason. And and we just said, actually, this is silly. There's no, and there's also no point in me creating, say I was to have a physical office for the digital voice. Where would I have it? Down in Kent? Well, I've got 28 people on my team and most of them don't even live in the UK, let alone Mm -hmm. in Kent and certainly not in London. And and I don't live in London. So so where are you putting this physical office and why are you doing it? And then I've got to uh, then I've got to charge the client's overheads. Mm -hmm. And I always find that really strange as well. I'm like, why, you know, all of that office cost. So there are some there are some caveats to that. When you run in a remote company, you've really got to be um, put some things in place. Like, so I always say to the team: minimum of two screens, three ideally. That's what I'm, I have three always in front. Sometimes four. Um, we work on. We have Slack running all day, and we really have lots of channels, and we make it lots of fun elements. We work off Trello, which allows us all to manage the clients really swiftly and and collaboratively. Google is our friend. Google Suite is our friend. (laughs) And also we spend an awful lot of time on video. We have our own virtual virtual experience uh, called Remo and we have the Digital Voice Virtual Office. So we hang out on a Friday. We do Boost Your Power Hour. We are very collaborative as well as a team. And plus we also are in person at events. So there's a lot of times when we'll meet up but it's just saying physically in an office, you don't need to do it. It doesn't. But again,
1: exactly like you said, you are a perfect example of that, that it can be done and yeah. you still have those relationships.
0: Can I ask yeah. you a question? Yes. I was listening to your podcast, um, which is Off Record On Point. And your <laughs> latest episode, you were talking about um, a, and this is not something that we've come across, but we don't do that much remote working but you were talking about a
2: huddle cuddle in slack (laughs) please could you explain what that is it's so cool there's a button on slack that's called huddle and um you just press huddle and it comes down you can either just chat immediately with either your say there's five of you in it so we have the same we have marketing events press content multimedia all these different channels with all the teams and then we'll have other teams within that or small groups so you can just press a button that says huddle on slack and it, go, it alerts everyone and they all jump in and they can just come in on sound or you can put video on and it stemmed the huddle cuddle because when people if anyone's having a meltdown it's like do you need a huddle cuddle Go on in come
1: on come on over <laughs> that is amazing and so much better than what we were thinking it was
0: yeah i'm not sure do <laughs> you want to explain
1: what you thought it was
0: <laughs> i want to hear this <laughs>
1: Um, Well initially I thought it was like a group of people You know you huddle together And you come together as a cuddle But it was more a virtual thing And then it just reminded me of my wedding day When my photographer said to me Forehead cuddle And then I was like no No. You probably wouldn't want to do that with colleagues You wouldn't want to get that close and personal (laughs) We went wild with it. So that definitely makes a lot more You've
2: sense. Got to try. It and it also, and yeah. for some reason it comes up with really colourful backgrounds as well that that Slack do for this. Um I just think it's it's silly things like that. I mean, we've got a wheel, this is even more insane. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. We've got we do this wheel of snaps on a Friday with the team call. So Casey, who's our she's she's uh, our PR and client services director, but she's also our head of idiocy. So we used to come up with idiotic things for our team. So we push, put all of our heads on this spinning wheel. So you press a button and it spins the wheel. And then you have to do things like each team has to, when it lands on someone's head, they have to say something. Uh, um, These are They're grateful for that person they've done this week or call out and act something they've done. Or we do it on activities. So we just did it. We've talked about remote working and uh, Ren our producer was coming up with ideas or encouraging us all to come up with ideas they all went in the wheel of snaps and the reason it's snaps is you know that Legally Blonde we all do I'll click our fingers snaps to Casey for being incredible as head of video scene oh <laughs> and we've got two oh brilliant God, gentlemen I on our team and they think we're insane because I must admit it's a lot of females. So but we just embrace it. so much fun. I want to join. Oh, isn't it? It is. Now, you've got to snap. I mean, we do not take ourselves seriously. And when I say this, it is sort of a pit. It isn't. It's like one of those things. You've got to make light of, of stuff. I've got a really a wicked sense, sense of humour, and I do live and breathe. I think I, I find as much as I can the humour in both life and in mm. everything we do. We do not take ourselves seriously we work in PR it's a it's a wonderful industry to work in it's not it's not life or death so we had to try and make it as light as we can.
0: So going back to um your career you started out in publishing was it a mm. kind of conscious decision that you moved
2: towards PR or was it something that just happened naturally? Oh, this, it's a really interesting one it's a Uh, PR really happened very gradually sales was what I'm still a salesperson at heart so I also do in the anything to do with this come the digital voice all of new business and we're very blessed that we only work on referrals we do have a wait list and we we take people we take clients on anyone recommendations and we're lucky because we work really hard to be as good as we can so that we have a strong pipeline of those that want to join us um, rather than having to go and sell but when I do when I when somebody comes to me and says and is interested I then go in kick into sales mode and and I was always trained in Dipada and Aida and Oscar and Ratte all these sale, traditional sales training methods and weirdly actually I'm training my team on it as well we just did presentation training the other day and you never lose it you always want that to be part of your soul mm-hmm. if you're a seller I did have one six weeks at an agency and I must admit I was not I was terrible. You're either on the buy or the sell side, and you you know, as a buyer it wasn't didn't really, it just didn't suit my personality. PR though is an extension. I think of it more as communication, and that's where one of the a company I worked at called me the voice. That was my job title. They wanted me to be the voice for them in the industry. And that's really what it's about. It is PR, but it's so much more. It's what's your message? How do you want to be heard, How do I amplify you? Yes, we do that through press and thought leadership and content, and we put you on stage and we have and create vog- uh, podcasts and virtual experiences for you to have that voice. But ultimately, it's just communication and sales is communication and publishing is communication. And it's either in the written form or the verbal form, but it is still the same. So that is where it stems from. Um, I must admit, though, I I am a publisher. I'm still my heart is still in the publishing side. Absolutely. I know so many of the people at the in the in on that side. And we work now closely with trade press publishers um, and they get a huge amount of support from us great industry
0: well you're still creating content aren't you making mm-hmm. podcasts so yeah
2: and writing content and thought leadership and all of that so it is still yeah. it's special very we've chosen to specialize in ad tech and I think that's one of the things you, you've got to know and it's strange that I'm saying I love ad tech but weirdly I do I've been in it 28 <laughs> years it's all I know so I think you're trying to I've never do B2C it's not something that interests me so for us mm-hmm. for me personally I have followed my passion and I think sometimes people can get lost in the weeds a little bit of maybe thinking they want, say, Mm. one of these big glamorous companies. I mean, look what's happened recently with the big guns. And you think you're safe. You think you're at at Meta or Twitter or amazon or any of those and yet you're not and does the and it's come out since that they people weren't fulfilled people weren't treated well so don't always go in with the illusion that you have to have a work at a big name brand or big name company you've got to go with your heart on who the people are that work with do they hold the same values to you um is it a place where you're going to thrive and enjoy i mean otherwise what's the point
1: yeah what is the point that is exactly it. but it sounds like you've hit the nail on the head and you've figured it all out that actually one do what you're passionate about and two just have fun with it and don't take Absolutely. anything too seriously yeah is, is there anything this, more
2: we have um our values our own it improve it love it um and it's really important that that's what I just empower the team to do and i also my favorite mantra and i'm always saying it is be bold be brave be you you know that's all you've got to do don't don't be and people are so unauthentic I mean chat GPT you can spot it a mile off because it's uh, a it's nonsense a lot of it but it's also so fake and that Mm. you can stay true to what you believe in it's so much easier and more natural and believable and all of those things so be bold be brave be you my takeaway there
1: I went to Lizzo last night I saw her in concert so
2: Mm.
1: I'm struggling a little bit with the voice she's amazing I have tried to be on Judy voice you rest all week,
2: <laughs> I was she not too
1: much, so I did, she was incredible, such oh. a shame with the strikes, Um, it wasn't as packed as it should have been, yeah. because obviously people, people Yeah, you know, I don't think people could make it, because really you either had to drive, or my sister got an Uber boat, thing. Nice. Um, but she was incredible, I, Yeah, definitely recommend oh, wow. it, but yeah, pain for that today, so sorry, <laughs> just cut out my cough, sorry. <laughs>
0: So shall we talk a bit about mentors or mm-hmm. inspiring leaders that you've experienced
2: in your career, Julia? Oh, this is this is always such a tough one because I've got so many people that that inspire me. Um, I, saw, I really go back to when, you know, back in when you get a good manager and a good experience, it it, it means the world. And there's Dennis Publishing, anyone who's worked there, it, it's got a place in our hearts still. And there's people, Susan Ramage was their guy, Sneesby, Pete Wooten, were all people that helped shape, shape who I am and when I learned. And I'm still, I still know them now. And I also know people then that have worked with me and I hope that I've passed that on. As far as other ones that are inf- inspirational, I'm very blessed that I co-founded Digital Leading Ladies with seven um, other amazing women who are all inspirational in what they do. They're they're leading lights in that, digital duchesses beyond belief. Caroline Mastoras, who's just the outgoing president of Bloom, I'm always going to cite her because she was on one of our guests as well. Because I think she's a perfect example of somebody who who really tries to, to, to put her heart into everything she does. And that's the sort of thing I'm looking for. I'm looking for people who have energy and who inspire me with what they're doing and their attitude and their outlook. Um, Mm. I I thrive off um, positivity and energy. So I tend to morph to people that have that same, those same values. But it's definitely those people have probably had a a big influence in my life.
0: Okay, so tell us a bit about Digital Leading Ladies and how did that come about? So
2: weirdly, it started way before that. We started with SWOT, Supporting Women Ad Technologists. There was a group of us that co-founded <laughs> that. And we were, this was going back again a de- decade plus ago, no longer than that, probably about tw- nearly 20 years ago. And we were trying to create these groups and these communities. And it it morphed gradually into digital leading ladies. And it, what the reason was and the rationale was when you are a, a a level where you're either running your own company when you're running your own company who do you turn to for advice so you have your team they look up to you you might have your board or investors where you can't go running to them you want to ask questions and sometimes you want to ask stupid questions or questions that you just think you should know after decades of working, you should know it, or you really want to share, or you want support, or you want to be vulnerable. So that was the, that was what it was created for, that like-minded senior women that could gather together as a community. It's a WhatsApp group with a couple of key events per year where we get together in person. And it's grown and grown. And there's lots of different DLL community groups on WhatsApp with this, but it still remains true. It really is about do, love, learn it's share support and lean in and DLL is one of a number of really strong communities and I wish there was more for men and I would I would recommend that out as a call out to the industry that I think it's it's been so beneficial and don't have a community necessarily just based on gender have it based on your values or your interests because mm. what we've what i've seen with the ad tech community chat which is another one by john walsh um that's been created there's lots of this ad tech cricket ad tech crypto ad tech, there's lots of ad tech food so it's about that's men and women but it's about then you've got you've got the main chat group but you've got little splinter groups about what interests you so Pack yourself with communities and lean in. And Bloom and Wackle and the Women in Programmatic Network and She Loves Tech. I love them all. I've been a part in some way of most of those. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Going back to your um, early experiences at Dennis Publishing,
2: what was it about
0: those leaders that you thought really inspired you or really sort of resonated with you? So,
2: a good leader, one word, consistent oh my god it's nothing worse than an inconsistent <laughs> up and down and you don't know what mood you're getting and the uh, the other one is their inspirationalism they really believe in you you know they really have your back and I've also was taught if you're an A you must build a team that are A pluses don't be waiting for thinking you must stay. You're the A plus. You have to be that. No, 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 no. You are better if you can have if you can make your team even better than you. So those managers that really believed that I was you know, just let me fly, um, even if it meant the years later, I managed them. It just doesn't matter. That's what you're creating. Never be. A lot of people fear. Um, their teams becoming better than them. No, take pride in that. Yeah. This is incredible if you've managed a team that becomes so so empowering themselves. So yeah, I'd say that it's a it's a huge amount of belief. And I again come back to that I love energy and I love positivity and I also love people who do the work themselves so very very hands-on managers I've got no time for managers that say and don't do no time at all and I still and I stand even within the digital voice you'll see me on every pretty much every call a lot of the calls a lot every email I have sight on and that's still within running a company because I believe in it and I'm there I have my team are superb and they lead and i'm there just to support and guide and mentor them now but i still want to be a part of it it's it's very much i think it's important to be front and center and a good manager is should be just that
1: exactly that and that is what makes a good leader a good leader Mm -hmm. you you are front and center and you're proud of what you have and that is exactly why you are so successful and what you have today um I'd like to ask a question around your team. You've mentioned quite a few uh, times about your team and that you attract the energy. And that, that is obviously what you work with. Your team at digital voice are super diverse. You've got a mixture of women, men, all different backgrounds. Do you actively try to make your team diverse or is that just purely off of,
2: as you say, the energy, those people bring to you? hundred percent. It's the energy and it's the person. I've got to be honest. I couldn't give a monkey's about anything else and but apart from you know I'm not I'm not willing to play ball and say that I'm going to going to get a certain number of, of doing that and getting the yeah. wrong people. I don't believe in that. What I believe in is I see something in each one of those that was the same um, and I, I put energy really really high up. I, we have a certain we want people to be quite like-minded, really, and it's about their passion and their energy and their. their early, everyone's an early morning person as well. It's little things like that. That matters. What we did want to do was go, we we will encourage, and it's we're fascinated by the variety of diversity. We've got three of our team are celebrating Ramadan and he's coming up and we'll support them through it. So we had a training session on Friday, not training session, an understanding session, so we can support and that we can understand oh, and we can incredible. celebrate during it. Um everybody on a team, but no, I did I, I don't agree with the fact of let me go and do what is it, a tick box exercise. Yeah. No way. Um, as I say, I feel bad that I don't have many men. And I would, it's not actually by it's certainly not by design. I would have a team of 29 men if that was the right thing to do. So so no way would I take any notice of any diversity mm-hmm. quota. I'm just very proud. That it shows that there is there's no barrier to who you can get, and the types of, and the people we have is I'm so blessed that everybody is so diverse. Yeah, um, I also blessed. That I did manage to double the male quota by I've got we've got <laughs> we just launched in the US and I've got Brett and Michael there and I'm like thank goodness for that. I actually do have some more men. <laughs> bless us So yeah, it's but it's very important to now that we have found our team we celebrate and understand and it's like a community it's really fascinating we're learning all the time and not many
1: workplaces are like that 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 definitely does make a difference although I must say my favorite is Big Ange the Good Vibes Director. Oh Big Ange is that's Casey's
2: dog it's not a dog it's not big enough to be a dog I keep saying it's like a (laughs) kitty pig <laughs> we love big end. Oh, I know. <laughs> we just also, we celebrated. We had our first digital voice baby, Tommy, our oh, one of our oh, lead journalists. and baby So yeah, it's all it all happens, and we celebrate it together. It's it's really community spirited. Yeah, it and sounds
1: like you're one big family. Yeah. yeah,
2: it is. And I don't like using the word family because people go, oh, it's but well, you know it's smarmy it's um, whatever the word I'm trying to think of the word but I I we chose the word community instead because we've had as with you'd expect ad tech is it is tough at the moment it can Mm. be tough and it can be challenging and then we've had we had a situation with just a few other things happened went up in the air in start of March and actually the rallying round for this team and, and I felt it of um, so much that these have everybody wraps their hands around each other. If anyone has a problem, we are right there. Um, and it's, I find this quite unique, but I think it's, I have been running teams for so many years and I knew what I wanted and I knew what I didn't want. Uh, because my one big rule is no drama, no stress, no negativity. I'm not saying every day has to be skipping in roses, yeah. but you can, you just take, if you're having a bad day, talk about it explain why it is if it should something to do with the physical like if you then generally you listen to your body because often that's telling you that you something's not right and you can t- you take time out then but other than that it's about talking through it or actually just working through it or being the more you once you say it often it's so much easier um but I will not take drama stress any no it's just I know
0: unnecessary though isn't yeah. it yeah so unnecessary. well on that note shall we talk about your
2: book manifest by
0: yeah.
2: roxy nafusi is that how we say her name yeah this was see, so it was interesting trying to think because i've i also oh, this is really embarrassing i listened to agatha christie's <laughs> i love own. agatha christie oh i love it. i own every single book Audubon, and i find it so relaxing but i'm I mean, I sound. I know I'm going to be 50 next year, but I'm kind of like got away old before my time. So then I thought I better pick a cooler audible that I've just finished, <laughs> and that's Manifest. And I'm not one of these. I don't really. I, I like to just understand it, and then I go, yeah, it's not really for me. It's a bit too earthy, or whatever it is. But this was brilliant because it's it's what it is. Is it's saying. You can uh, do affirmations. So I will radiate positivity. I will bring positivity to me. I am a good person. I should be loved. All these things that you can say to yourself. So you're not, the book isn't about, I want to manifest winning the lottery or going on a yacht. It's so much (laughs) bigger than that. And actually, I think it's a lot to do with self-love, really. You're telling yourself, really, what to make you, that's what you're doing. You're allowing it in.
0: I think that the element of positive language and positive thinking is really important. The mm-hmm. idea that you, if you surround yourself and even your subconscious, you surround yourself with thinking positively, that's really powerful. I think that I think that is, right. that is really um, like you're saying with your team. Keep you surrounding yourself with positive people, then the the mindset is going to be yes we can rather than no we can't, which is absolutely a, a much better place for your mental health and for your sense of being able to achieve things there is I, I kind of think with manifesting there's an element of it which I find slightly uncomfortable with the, the the idea that you if you believe in something enough it it can it can be true and it doesn't seem to take into account like for example Sophie's dream is to be a Broadway star
2: not so sure that you've got the
0: voice for it.
1: It's not going to happen. I cannot sing to save my life. So thanks for pointing that one out. <laughs>
0: Sorry.
2: Sorry to bring that back up. I've failed or never has been a singer, but in my heart, <laughs> me, I, even I even can sing it. really well. So, <laughs> 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 yeah, I point. For okay, so, yeah, it's so you're thinking you can't manifest the impossible
1: yeah well, well it's not that impossible I mean, <laughs> right. yeah, no, I bring that back. Advice, up again. But,
0: <laughs> but no I get your point is like there's a limit to how much you can high vibe yourself into a situation
2: isn't yeah. there I think this one is saying what you're doing is it, there's some of it you have to always with anything isn't it you take what you need and and give back what you don't or take you know, take out what you take take what serves you well for me it was the fact of um yeah some things aren't going to be possible but you can certainly open the door to them happening and you're not closing the door. You are saying, actually, yeah, if I want to, I can do that. you got to put the hard work in. You know, if you want to become a millionaire, guess what you got to (laughs) do? You got to work at it. I mean, there's no, or you decide I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to manifest this, but I'm not going to buy a lottery ticket. It's just going to happen. I'm not going to work. It's just gonna happen. I mean, you know, the nonsense of that, but what it's saying to you, I want to be a millionaire and the next phrase you use is I can be a millionaire and the third one is I'm going to work hard to be a millionaire I don't know I'm making that bit up but you mm-hmm. see what I mean it's
0: yeah it's, it's all about the language yeah and I think yeah. It's all, it all comes down to the, the idea of that you're in control of your own fate which is I think quite important that, yes. that you're able to make changes which will control things um and have an impact on your life, which I mean, I think that I
2: think it is that. Uh, I mean, it's it's weird, like a bit like saying. So I decided to become a non-drinker four years ago. Um, I loved drinking wine. A, this is an industry where we we embrace it. We go full on in, and I had a blast. And I then got to my mid forties, and I just I describe it that we're all given a, an allowance of hangovers, right? You get a set amount, <laughs> and I used up my allowance. So that's just the end of it. I used up my allowance. And I went that I can't handle. Any more hangovers in my is life? Is that and genuinely you what it's made genuinely you decide true. to stop drinking? Sophie, did you have, yeah, you had, yeah, no, seriousness, yeah. But it is. It was there. It just when you're running your own company, only you can decide how successful it is. And when you've got a hangover and you get a little older, I found myself more and more lethargic. Even just after a couple of glasses of wine on a Thursday night, did I work as hard on a Friday? Did I say, well, actually, you know, I work for myself. I don't need to work. Was I pushing myself? Did I need to, you know, did I feel like I needed an afternoon sleep? Did I then decide to go for a couple of hours lunch and have wine at it? So that I was a bit fuzzy in the afternoon. All of these things, you're not serving yourself to the best of your ability. And I didn't. I just didn't feel quite so proud of what I could do. I felt like I was holding back. And my teenagers at the time also said, "Mum, we re- we prefer you sober." You know, they get to twelve and thirteen. They're more aware even after a few glasses of wine that you're just that, it's a bit yeah. embarrassing and I knew they were going to start needing lifts everywhere and I was in the <laughs> team taxi which has materialized so I am there of course so no point, that I, taxi? Didn't wanna, I didn't want to resent it I didn't want my Friday evening for me to resent I can't have a glass of wine on a Friday night so a few friends that I'd known had done this uh, gone to the Allen car easy way to stop drinking and I and had walked out never wanting to drink again and so I went and did it. And it's a Ooh. session you do. It's a bit of hypnotherapy and a bit of psychotherapy because it is changing your mindset. We are in it's in us not to drink. So anyway, I walked out third, um, fourth of March, four years ago. And I said, oh, no, I don't ever want to drink again. Thanks very much. And I never drank it. Incredible. Perfect. And it's lovely it is. But that's going back to the men of manifesting. I manif yeah. I wanted a I wanted to be healthy for my kids and I wanted to be healthy for me. And I wanted my company to flourish. And I wanted to see if I could challenge myself. And I wanted to get up at five in the morning when I wanted to. And I wanted to jump out of bed. I manifested that. I did what I needed to do to do yeah. it. Yeah. There we go. Perfect.
1: Well wow. I think the affirmations part of that is such mm. a big thing as well. It's not something I ever used to do, but since having my daughter, every morning, before we go out the door, we look in the mirror, and I've taught her now. She's only two, bless her. I'll say, right, we'll say, I'm brave, I'm strong, I'm kind, and I'm so loved. And we just do it every day. It's that. just become a thing. And now, someday she'll come home, she'll be like, Mummy, I was so brave today. You think, oh, she's, she's getting it. Like, yeah, it I really is her. so powerful. She's only two, and already she's That's using amazing. that language. Amazing,
2: I love that. Yeah. Very,
1: very so it, it, 100% it makes such a difference. So affirmations mm. I am a big fan of.
0: Yeah. Big mummy gold star there as well. Thank
1: you. Mummy
2: gold
0: star. <laughs> um, should we move on to your podcast? Yes. Oh, there were so many to choose from on the po- different podcasts. And we definitely recommend that you listeners go out and listen to them all. But we're going to talk about one in particular with Phil Schrader, CEO of Gum Gum. So yeah, what did so we- you like
2: about this episode? Uh, so we're on off record on points. We set, we decided to run the podcast series, which was getting under the hood a little bit of a um, it, into things that really are driving people or driving the industry. So whether that be from smashing the glass ceiling or making mentoring work or being inclusive and in neurodiversity, being some of the areas we touched on. Phil Schrader standing out from the crowd. I mean, when you see him in Cannes, it, it's the only man he's not wearing white linen shirt and baby trousers <laughs> he was wearing those flamboyant pink suits and he stands out from the crowd in all the right reasons he's a huge advocate of the LGBTQ um, community and he's just so he's inclusive and he's he's a, he's very much a believer in it's okay to be yourself and it's okay to be um who you are and and to encourage others to embrace that and see it as, as as part of them and something to be celebrated and that difference is to be celebrated so I loved we love Phil and his energy is off the chart
1: oh my god his energy is amazing he's Brilliant. such an incredible man the point that stuck out for me most was when he had said a colleague had come up to him and basically said you know the lack of black people in this company yeah, is embarrassing Taylor, you know, yes yeah and he actively went out and educated himself yeah he put himself in a room full of black people to see how people I think uh, that there's so much about a person especially a leader the amount of times I've seen in my life that you know something will get raised and you are just told, oh okay like we'll look into it or we'll see what we can do and it just stops 100%. there the fact he actively educated himself
2: says it was, enough about so the person good. that it he is down in the head there it's that lip service we see it so often we saw it last week on International Women's Day I was like, oh, goodness, companies, please don't make the same mistakes again. And no and behold, they did. The lip service came out, the the images of, Kim, you know, he's not celebrating the women. And then it turns out that they're not, they're not, they're doing a disservice behind their backs. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of if you're going to say it, do it yeah. and, and do it right.
1: No, definitely. So he had noted that your trauma is your superpower, do you agree with this and have you found using trauma in your life to be a positive
2: I I think so I mean you can always look back at where you started from and I always think back going you know when I was younger um I I had very very thick glasses very very thick glasses and and was a child uh, only a mother would love a kind of a face for radio kind of thing it was brilliant but um so I had one thing and that was my voice, and that was my confidence, and that was my, and you could win people around mm. in a different way, and you had to be, you have to learn a different way, it's not trauma, but it's how it shapes you, and I could have been bullied, um, and I could have had all those things, but I just thought I found a better way, and it was by, A, being as likeable, and, and fun you know just not care, just trying to look with this confidence and believe in it so whatever it's not really a trauma and I think there's other, there's other things that have shaped and I think there's a few things that's lots of regrets I could have and things that I I don't think served me well but what you've got to take from anything is that how it's not you can't change the past you can move forward into the future armed with the knowledge that you did the best you could with the knowledge you had at the time and don't then take it on don't let it shape your future let it just be part of your past and leave it just where it is
1: yeah exactly where it belongs in the past
2: absolutely
1: you sound like you figured it out early on in life though that you know just you have your voice really that is all anyone has their voice to speak up and stand up for what they believe in at what age did you find the that worked for you and you got that confidence because it seems like you've just known that uh, no, for a long no, time. No, no,
2: embarrassingly, I was public speaking champion when I was 14, 15. Well, 16, well that says champion. a lot. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> right. and actually, and actually, I may sound quite posh, but I, I, I went to just a comprehensive school, but our comprehensive school was, and we're in the public speaking champion. I had teacher, Dr Skinner, and I've got to say, he's one who shaped, very much shaped my future. He was incredible. He was, so inspiring. And what he did was he put us forward in the competition circuit, put me forward, and I competed only against private schools. So I learned very early on that you had, I could not, not that this voice is fake, but a neutral accent meant I competed on a level playing field with them and that my tone didn't sound any different because then I thought they'll hear the words they'll hear what I've got to say not how I say it they won't judge me in comparison because that's not com- the tone is the same but what I say and how I say it is gonna is gonna make all the difference and it did and I would one and beat them hands down every single time so when,
0: there Was we go. that hard though because you're having to think about how to say the words
2: and not just what to say yeah, I mean, you train... that this is the other thing. Uh, Dr. Skinner had one rule, practice, 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 <laughs> and you learn it. And I was training my team, and one of our clients, actually, because we do I do presentation training for clients that are lacking in confidence. So we'll get them slots on the stage. We'll push them out of their comfort zone. But we train them, and we say, look, when I, even when I'm talking to you now, You, it's never just off the cuff so much. You know, I really... I've practiced you should always be practiced not necessarily that I've stood there practicing what I'm going to say today but it's what I'm saying to you are things that I I say in regular life I believe Mm. in it it's not forced it's what I want to say and if I'm going in and I'm on stage so I moderated an event last week I love moderating events it will look like it's seamless but it will have been practiced and the hard work goes in and that's what makes it look effortless
0: all of that of that drama training hasn't gone to waste, Sophie. Okay, oh, so, so that's, Sophie
2: that's drama training, musicals, Broadway. This is, this is, it's ha- it's going to happen.
1: I need to manifest this hard. I really do. It's going to we'll be.
2: Good. Maybe I, love that you're, you're a, maybe I love that you're a fellow actress as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. I'm not
1: an actress. I, I, I'll tell no, you. We're
2: I, all actresses. Okay,
1: okay. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this to myself in the mirror now. I am an yes. actress. It's real helpful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Should we answer some questions from the audience? Yes. So, what's the one piece of advice that you'd give to someone starting out setting up a business now? Is and is
2: now the right time? Okay, so I mentioned it earlier. Power of three. Make sure you have three, three people that are interested, three clients that want to come on board. You've tested it out with three, three people or three audience, potential clients or consumers whatever it is the reason being is always you can't just go with one you need if you go with two and you lose one you're down to one again and it's just proving that model has worked and if three people believe in it it can't be wrong start with that yes actually this is the time to start I really think it is why not there's never going to be a perfect time but I really think leap if you are looking at investment right now be aware it's tough that's the one thing you will be banging on doors and those doors will take longer to open mm. and so ideally trying something that maybe doesn't need the big rounds of investment because that's going to take a little bit longer not impossible but doable
1: lovely yeah. great answer thank you what is the best and worst advice you've been given the
2: best and the worst advice let me think so the worst advice I suppose is when people go saying you've got to you've got to tread over tread on some toes you've got to break some eggs you've got to climb over people to get to the top it's absolute nonsense you've got to remember that especially when you're on your way up you there are going to be times when potentially you might come down a step or two. So always be good to people. Always remember this industry is very small and you should treat people as you would expect to be treated. And you do not need to do that at the detriment of somebody else. You you build people up and that will help you yourself. Um, as I said, if you're an A, be an A plus. So I'll go with that as a good piece of advice. Believe it, but make other people even stronger and better than you.
1: Amazing. Thank you. And we'll end on this one. Uh, any tips on how to leave a toxic
2: workplace? Uh, fast. Uh, leave, leave with fast. Leave it fast. Leave it with confidence. Um, Make sure you've got, you know, wh- while you're at that toxic place, if you can, start trying to put feelers out and finding a way of finding a, a role that is right for you so you're not left exposed financially. With a toxic workplace, you know, there's, there are so much better companies. And, you know, I, I don't even think be bitter about it. You know, karma will out. I just go, just don't stay in it. Um, you know, you don't have to put up with that nonsense. You don't have to fight it as wellness. Sorry, you do have to fight it. If you see it, things being done, things are wrong, and they're going to happen again and again. And they're going to happen to other people. You can always, you can call it. You must call it out, and do it in the right way. Leaning on your communities to ask their advice and get other people to see and to say, I feel this. Am I, am I reading it right? is there a better way can I talk my way through this and can I get them to see see it and if you can't if you find that then at the end of the day the toxic workplace is one that's too big for you to change you should leave it because you're better than that and you don't need to wake up every day and suffer yeah
0: yeah and you've been really good at finding opportunities has that been mostly through your network
2: yeah yes network and i always also would say big big call out to linkedin make sure your linkedin profile is incredible because most of the people i've found for the digital voice i have found through linkedin because what i'm looking for is i'm looking at how they present themselves how they interact with others their language when they write messages, do I think their tone is good and powerful and positive? Mm. What are they posting about? How prolific are they? And how much they, do they build people up? And there was a, there's a lady on our team who's an incredible graphic designer and illustrator, Rowan. And when, when I was looking for her, it was at a time when her company had, let, had a lot of redundancies. And despite the fact that she was looking for a job herself, she was bigging up and reposting other graphic designers even though she was looking herself. And I just thought that's the person. So I went for her over the other graphic designers because of that. So use your LinkedIn. It's a powerful tool and other social media tools to really, because that's your shop front. Make mm-hmm. it count. That's fantastic. Thank, Thank you see. so much. It's for been to, to speak to you. Thank you, Julian. Been a pleasure. Thank you so much for asking me. I'm really blessed. That, very, very grateful that you asked me because it's, uh, it's lovely. It's quite nice being on the other side of the fence.
1: Thanks so much, Julia, for joining us on Unity Thursday. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to Julia's podcast, Off Record, On Point, available on all podcasting platforms. Write us an email and tell us what's going on with you. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can contact us totally anonymously via our website, unitythursday.com.
0: We want to get to know you all so please ask us all your questions or drop us a line to introduce yourself. You can reach us at unitythursday at gmail.com. We will never reveal your identity so tell us all your secrets.
1: Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit our website at unitythursday.com. See See you you next time. time!